you know that Bobby and I live in New York City. If there's anything we like talking about other than like, you know, what are the hot restaurants? It's apartments. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools that make it much easier when you're looking for a new home. I could talk about apartments for hours. <laughs> Where? What's in it? What do you want? How much? Landlords. Blah, what are your blah, mandatories? Blah. Laundry and building? Oh my God, you have a washer and dryer in the unit? Never heard of such a thing. Oh my goodness. I don't need it. But you know what I do need? Dishwasher. You and I do need... Oh, I take a dishwasher. I take a dish. Uh, actually, yeah, I take a dishwasher over a washer and dryer in a heartbeat. In a in washer a, dryer in a New any York day. minute, baby. Any day. Do you need a balcony? No, I find balconies overrated. I think they're a scam. I think balconies are a scam to make people feel like they have extra value. Maybe you're like, no carpets. Maybe you're like, I need hard floors. Maybe you're like, I have a pet. I need somewhere to put my pet. These are all the things that you need to know when you're looking for an apartment. And using apartments.com means you can filter in and filter out whatever you want Mm -hmm. and you don't want when you're searching for apartments. And that is crucial. Features like favorites has the listings that stood out to you so you can revisit them and won't lose what could be an amazing future home. Visit apartments.com. The place... To find a place. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And here's a call. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Hope you guys are okay. I don't remember... The last episode I listened to, you guys saying you were going on a vacation. I thought you already went on a vacation. I don't know. Hope you guys are okay. Okay. Crunch, crunch. We're okay. See, we forget to say the episode before that we were not having an episode. We did. We forgot to put it at the end of the last who's there. And then you texted me and you said, can you record a little thing and put it at the end of the episode that says we're not going to do it on Tuesday. And I didn't do it. Yeah. Well, this is your fault. You had everybody worried. I had people texting me. Where is the episode? Are you okay? Are you okay? Stop scrolling. My mom is missing and I need your help. Please spread the word. Every day that passes makes it harder to find her. And I said, can somebody take a vacation? And I just think people were worried. Yeah. Lindsay wrote on the doc, we need to normalize having shows off LMAO. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we I need know. to normalize it. Wow twice a week is 99% of the time, okay? It needs to be normalized that sometimes it'll be wow once a week. It'll be wow, whatever we need. I need to make up for the lack of an episode on Tuesday by reading yes. this headline. The first okay. the first story that I saw on Twitter today when I opened up Twitter, the Who Weekly account, and I, I saw this headline. <laughs> this is the headline on the blast, but it was also just the Twitter copy too. Lauren Drain's chest pops out of bikini while promoting mental health. <laughs> I was going to say, following the blast on Twitter is like the worst idea. It's only women I've never heard of. And it's like about their breasts and chests. It's a crazy amount of breasts and chests. When did the blast become like Bikini Town, USA? I think it was sort of a course correct because they were supposed to be the successor to TMZ, right? Where it was like, we're the new place where you get your exclusive hot instant updates from like scandalous celebrity things but then i think that they couldn't come they still couldn't compete tmz was still getting the goods radar was still getting the goods and they were like how do we compete they really couldn't compete but it's also funny because you see the names of these women and you're like okay well who is that and usually it's like 
oh, some like influencer type model, very mm-hmm. Demi Rose, very very uh, Demi I can't Rose. Even think of another name, but this one you found. I have to say, this is probably the best reveal of who it is. Well, I'd never heard of her. I just want to read some of the more recent other tweets from the blast that preceded Lauren Drain's chest before pops out of a bikini promoting mental health. Before Lauren Drain is. You might know yeah. who she is. I didn't know who she was. No, I don't think anyone knows who she is. WWE star Valerie Lareda is showing off plenty of skin. Fisher Vicky Stark in her little bikini is getting fisher. a tan in Cabo. She's a fisher. Wait, a fisher? Like a I fishing? Think she fishes. She's a professional fisher. She's holding up a fish a professional, in the photo. A sexy professional fisher. A sexy professional fisher, yeah. When Josh and I were in Montana for our vacation last year, there was uh-huh. like a funny sort of rivalry because one of the the tour guides who like we did this sexy. fishing trip with, there's oh. like a sexy, really cool Instagram famous tour guide who they Stop. all really like. But they're like, she gets all the business now because she has like a great social media presence. Because she's sexy fisher. They didn't say that, but like you look at her Instagram, she's sexy fisher. She's, and she's fisher. really popular. And they're she's like, and they're like, I was like, oh, is there like a rivalry? And they're like, no, she's awesome. She's so nice. And I just thought that was wow. like an interesting See, tension. that's so beautiful. Yeah. They're like, they're not even jealous. Emily Elizabeth, never seen that name before. That's two first names. Emily Elizabeth is beautiful and enticing in black. You've actually seen both names a lot of times. Bo, Bo Raymond in her tiny red bikini puts the hot in a hot tub. See, that's just lazy. Okay. Then we have Lauren Drain's chest pops out of bikini while promoting mental health. The reveal of who Lauren Drain is is iconic. Okay. Lauren, here's the first head. Here's the this first. This is the lead. The, this is the lead. Lauren Drain Kagan grew up as a member of the Westboro Baptist <laughs> Church, which is known for being a hateful cult due to their homophobic picketing. However, she has since left the church and is now focusing on her fitness journey, even going on to become an OnlyFans model. The 36-year-old tends to share scandalous images to social media, and her most recent is no different. Being a former Westboro Baptist Church member is a really funny brand of influencer. Which makes her a New York Times bestselling author because her memoir about escaping the Westboro Baptist Church and being ex- well, being excommunicated was a New York Times bestseller. It came out in 2013. Incredible. Incredible. Lauren Drain. Now her Instagram is Lauren Drain Fit because she's into fitness. Yes. Lauren Drain Fit. She has an OnlyFans where it's like sexy stuff and that's pay. But her fitness Instagram is very much like promoting her workout routine, and she's like videos like I. And she's a res- registered nurse too. I don't think that she nurses oh. anymore, but her story maybe five years ago used to be I'm the world's sexiest nurse. She Wait, got all what? these headlines in 2017 for being the world's hottest nurse. Was this after Westboro Baptist? This Church? This is after Westboro Baptist Church. The timeline here was that she was in Westboro Baptist for Church. Teen years. She left. She said I'm a sexy nurse now, and now and then she got into fitness, and now she's a sexy fitness influencer. Exactly. Okay, exactly. just trying to get this in order. Okay. But she got a lot of headlines for Sexy Nurse. In 2017, because she was like, not only am I a registered nurse, but her side hustle was doing fitness routines online. This is a Sun headline. You know, their headline construction is very different from Daily Mail's where they start with the pun in a different color that's all caps, and then they do the headline. I don't understand what this pun is. Dr. P-H-W-A-O-A-R-S-T-E-R, Dr. Fwoster. Meet the world's hottest nurse who shows off her ultra-fit body to 3.6 million Instagram fans when she isn't busy saving lives. What is that pun? Am I stupid? Forster. Forster. Dr. Forster. P-H-W-O-A-R. I don't know what the pun is, and I feel like it's like right dangling in front of me, and I can't figure it out. Forster. Wait, but I don't know either. Dr. Forster. Is it a name of a – is there a TV show or a movie we're missing here? No. What does this have to do with her? Maybe is she, it she an English a doctor. thing? Doctor Forster. Like, doc- is it like a hot? 
P H W O A R for for Worcester. I don't know. So my question to you, Lindsay, when you read the headline, Lauren Drain's chest pops out of bikini while promoting mental health, and then you see that Instagram caption, which is, should I start my mental health podcast this month? P.S. Got to pick your favorite awkward arm pick, and it's Carousel. What do you envision mm-hmm. when you see chest pops out of bikini? Because it's it has, there's another word for it. Cleavage? <laughs> cleavage? Like, a lot of cleavage? Underboob. Under it's under boob. Yeah, or yeah, it's it's cleavage. Yeah, it's cleavage. That's all it is. So it's a okay, it's a very standard it. bikini photo. I don't I know why they called it, it out. When I see chest pops out, I think of alien. alien. That's I think all of alien. That I think of. Yes, I don't I think, think of, of like huge tits. I think of like a scary alien like coming out. You know. So I don't think it's very sexy, you know? No, it's not sexy at all. That's why I clicked it, because yeah. I didn't find it sexy. I was like, that's interesting. Uh-huh. What popped out? <laughs> yeah, uh, you found it a little clinical. Right, she exactly. <laughs> clinical. I found it clinical. Anyway, so now we know okay. who Lauren Drain is. I'm thrilled. Let's play some comments, because you're listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I was just listening to the most recent episode. And you were talking about Janice from Friends and also Mia Goth. And it reminded me one of my favorite videos I ever stumbled upon, which is a kind of like knockoff of that questions thing video for Vogue with Mia Goth. And they ask her if she can do a celebrity impersonation. And she does Janice from Friends. And it's truly jarring. And I really would like you to watch it. You can. So, uh, yeah, Mia Goth as Janice from Friends, Crunch Crunch. So we got the video, and it is truly shocking. It's shocking. What I love about it before you pl- before you play it is that it's a little freak doing an impression of a little freak. Like That's Janice true. was the little freak of Friends. So, like she was not the main girl. She was the little freak. It's funny because even though I didn't watch Friends, I feel like I know as much about Janice as I do about the other characters. Like she's still kind of iconic to me. As a non-viewer. Like, you know you know the impression. The impression rings true to you, even yeah. if you, you know, yeah, totally. So British Vogue asked Mia Goth in this video, 10 things you didn't know about Mia Goth, which was published eight years ago. YouTube did that annoying thing with their view ca- with their view counts and their dates. So sometimes the date isn't there anymore. I think you can choose to hide it. This was December 5th, 2014. Bad for journalism. Hate that. 10 things you didn't know about Mia Goth. One of them is, can you do an impression of anyone? So it's not really a thing, but they asked her if she could do one, and here it is. I think, I think I can. Um, and it's, uh, her name's Janice from Friends. And um, she goes, <laughs> she goes, Chandler! Oh my God! <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Stunning, I guess. You have to see her face. The face yeah, is half the story here. Sure, yeah, for sure. The moment you see her face, you hear. Little freak. <laughs> Thank you for telling us about that. That's great. Also, YouTube, add your dates back in so that they're defaulted because it's very irritating to not know when a fucking video was posted. Okay? Thank you, YouTube. Yeah. Thank you. It's like ruining our cultural history. Next okay. call. So, Mark Anthony is marrying another Miss Universe after he's already been married to Miss Universe 1993, Dianara Torres, with whom he has two children? What? 
crunch crunch i can't tell if this person like heard us talk about the new miss universe he's marrying or just <laughs> saw the news herself and was like that's so funny that he's marrying a second miss universe he's de- he's now been married to two different miss universes <laughs> to be fair there's like a a pretty decent sized pool of miss universes it's not like this rarefied well, group Right, there's one a year since whenever it started. But the idea that he's been married to two of them, that's compelling. Him having a casual conversation with his friends and they're like, well, I mean, what's your type? And he's like, I mean, I'm not that difficult. I just, I have a type and I like the women to be the best in the universe. Yeah, it's literally, <laughs> they really prefer them my to be type the most is beautiful the, the most beautiful and talented in the universe. I don't is think that it's so that hard. hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking to literally marry the most beautiful person in the universe. And if it's not J-Lo, it's actually a Miss Universe. So I, I don't understand what the problem is here. Yeah, they were married for four years. And then she wrote a book. They had two kids. And she wrote a book called Married to Me. How committing to myself led to triumph after divorce. Whoever wrote this up, is this, what is this, Ola.com? Fans uh. of Mark Anthony won't find any dish here. Torres mentions him infrequently and only as, quote, my ex-husband. <laughs> oh, no. This is from this is from the Amazon page. Oh, this is from the, the Amazon page? It's even funnier. Yes. That's from the Amazon page. <laughs> that's the official description. Fans of Mark Anthony yes. won't find any dish yeah. here. Yeah. Babe, aren't you trying to sell your book? Why would you say that? Just say, like, he's in there. Hi, Lindsay Bobby Timmy. Um, I was just sitting in my car, um, procrastinating, going into work, and thinking. So people who, like, have an espresso and make, um, like, fancy drinks, like, with a syrup every day, um, my sister being one of them, are those syrups considered grunch or, like, elevated grunch? Um, Because, like... It's something sugary and flavored they're adding to their coffee. So in my opinion, it is like a fancy grunch. Um, Yeah, let me know what you guys think. Um, Grunch, grunch, crunch, crunch. Bye. The number of calls we received about grunch and grunch, grunch, really, it's too many to even think about or be played. But I like this question because I think it's good to point out that no – no. Those coffee syrups that are in your coffee shops are not, not the same grunch. as grunch. Even though they're syrupy sugar. I'm not going to define what grunch is. I'm just going to say that's not grunch. You'll know it when you see it and that's not it. Okay, this comment really blew my mind. This is an incredible comment. You haven't heard this. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I have never done this before, but I was looking at the picture of the gas supper. Um, and I actually work in a capacity with Gail King, have been in a photo with her before, and I can tell what's going on in this photo is that she is telling everybody to say yay because that's what she does before photos because she thinks it gives you the most natural smile, and it looks like the only person that listened to her is Ashley Tisdale, and that's why she looks so happy in the photo. But you can tell both she and Gail are saying yay because that's what Gail likes to do. Okay, crunch, crunch. Incredible insight. Gail King, before she takes photos, says to say, according to this person, who sounds reliable to me, says to say yay because she thinks it gives you the best smile. I scrolled through or like zoomed in. I think in addition to Ashley Tisdale, who clearly looks like she's saying yay now and now that we know this bit of information, so does Maria Menounos. Well, I just feel like everyone there who has been take has been had their photo taken professionally for years and years and years knows has their own trick and would never listen to Gail King, would never like take a note on what to say. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Ashley Tisdale would because she was like, I'm doing whatever Gail says. I don't give a shit. 
I think everyone there is a celebrity enough to have their own smile technique. They uh-huh. would never just casually say yay. This reminds me that one time I was at a dinner party and somebody's uh, four or five-year-old or six-year-old, I forget how old he is, wanted to take mm-hmm. a photo of everyone and he went and got his camera and then he took a photo of all of us and he said, say gay. And we all were like, what? And then we all said gay. And then it turned out he didn't say say gay. He said say yay. But we had thought yay. he said, say gay. We were like, that's a good one. As if Jennifer Lopez is going to change her smile strategy, please. But that's what I'm thinking. It's like if you – one of the things that I am not a very good – I'm not a pro at that I think a lot of people are and especially a lot of celebrities is like when you practice like how you smile in photos in the in the mirror long enough so that you kind of know the technique as to what makes your face look the best in the mm-hmm. photo or whatever. What and celebrities uh-huh. – have this, you know, this is like their job. They know how to do this and it's very specific. You can tell when somebody who's a normal person does it too. So I'm always asking like, what do you, you know, and they're just like, you practice, you look in the mirror and you practice. But the point is, is that all of these people are studied except for the two that maybe said yay. Yes. Okay. Let's move on to questions. Or gay. Or gay. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, long time, long time. So I have a friend who I watch The Bachelor with every week, and she is an elder millennial, So, and I'm a, a young millennial, so I typically have to explain a lot of, like, pop culture references or things that come up on The Bachelor to her. So she just sends me a screenshot of her Google search uh, for Lotto, who was on The Bachelor this week, kind of unusual, because usually the musical people they have on are, like, serious country stars. So to have someone who's actually famous is kind of fun. Anyway, so she Googled Lotto, and the suggested search is Lotto Panties eBay. Can you explain what this is? Uh, Crunch, crunch. Lotto is a rapper. She was nominated for Best New um, Artist at the Grammys. Mm -hmm. She did not win. No. And she was called out by a Twitter account which posted two photos of her wearing the same pair of underwears, which mm-hmm. is hilarious because, as most people know, sometimes you wear the same pair of underwear. I mean, not like, you know, back-to-back, but you got a rotation. Everyone mm-hmm. has their rotation. You or you have a lot rotate. of the same color. You rotate. Yeah, and if you wear underwear and you like it, you buy the same ones, obviously. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's not that easy to find perfect underwear, so you, yeah. you stock up. So anyways, there's two photos of her wearing the same leopard print thong poking mm-hmm. out of her pants, right, and said can't afford new panties question mark and she retweets which is really funny and she writes oh no it's the panty police okay which is really funny and then as a follow-up she Mm -hmm. posted the photo again and then just the underwear itself the Mm -hmm. leopard print thong and wrote auction live on ebay since i can't wear them twice cry face which is funny it's funny that we expect our celebrities not to rewear their clothes when we as a society constantly rewear clothes why? Mm-hmm. Because that's just how clothes work. You mm-hmm. can rewear them. So we have the headline in page six. Lotto claps back at Panty Police and gets 100K bid for used thong. And then immediately eBay was like, um, we don't want to actually put it out there that we sell uh, used underwear because that's that's not what we don't allow that generally. So we're not going to let a celebrity do it because then it will show people that they could possibly do it too. Mm-hmm. And then you have the uh, TMZ exclusive headline, eBay drops panty sale, dot, 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 health and hygiene first. Spokesperson for eBay tells TMZ Hip Hop, used and worn underwear is a direct violation of their used clothing policy, and that's why it yanked Lotto's link to auction off underwear. Meanwhile, there are plenty of places you can sell your used underwear on the internet. I guess eBay is just not one of them. 
even this TMZ story ends with, the, the kicker of the story is losing out on $100,000 sucks, but maybe Lotto should just switch her platform. OnlyFans models are pushing panties as fast as they can bag them up these days. Right. She was just trying to make a point, you know? She was no, like, I, I have know, a lot I of that. these. I have I a lot of that. these leopard print panties because I like these leopard print panties. I have so many that I'm that. just going to sell them. No, I think that's funny. And I also think it's funny as a clapback to this person pointing out something that is very silly, which is the fact that she might either have more than one pair of panties or is wearing the same pair again, <sighs> which is fine because that's what people sometimes have to do. Lotto also posted this funny meme that said, Dad, why doesn't mommy live with us anymore? And the dad says, because I spent $95,650 buying Lotto's panties. <laughs> Hi, Who Weekly. There was a lady at the Grammys who I've never seen before in my life wearing a type of like red halter top dress. And then she had brunette hair with a kind of harsh bang and cat eye makeup. I, you know, like I started seeing her on my Twitter feed and I, you know, People were kind of, like, praising the look, and it wasn't that great, but I was like, whatever. But I kept seeing her more and more, and I realized people were making fun of her. And then now I'm seeing, like, her everywhere, and everyone is just making fun of this girl. Like, she's the worst, like, no one likes her, all these things. And I want to know why no one likes her. I want to know who she is. Um, And also, I didn't just come directly to you. I tried to figure out who she is. I went through Vogue's 200 and something photos of all of the arrivals, and I could not find a photo of her with her name, yet I can find meme after meme after meme with this girl, and then in the replies, no one's explaining who she is. I have no idea who this girl is. Do you know who she is? Why does no one like her? Um, good form, Bella Thorne, promising young, promising young woman, woman, me and Greece. Do we know who this girl is? I love this. This is like you really tried. I like that you didn't just call us. You like tried yes. to figure it out. Like we're a last resort. Like you and it's funny because I totally understand how this happened because this is a person, this is a girly from a different platform. So mm -hmm. when she jumped platforms, the media did her a disservice by assuming that you knew who she was when so many people had never been exposed to her and that makes total sense mm -hmm. if you are on tiktok you cannot escape her right and she's like the girly of the week on tiktok which is very interesting like she is the moment on tiktok mm -hmm. can't escape dylan mulvaney dylan mulvaney we finally said her name i cannot believe this caller spent a minute and 15 seconds talking about someone who is unequivocally dylan mulvaney and never spent said the name because they didn't know her name <laughs> yes. right Dylan Mulvaney is an actor turned TikToker, but never stopped being an actor. I would argue actor is not really in her kind of main realm right now. I would say she's an influencer mm -hmm. on TikTok currently, but does have an acting background, was on Broadway. Like is mm -hmm. a singer actually more maybe accurate than an actor. But more importantly, on TikTok came out as trans and has been living kind of her transition journey on TikTok, that being kind of the center of her content and that being kind of like what people are experiencing alongside her. And is she has this series called, you know, X Days of Being a Girl. So she literally just started like first day of being a girl. And then every single day she was doing like a different day. Day one of being a girl and I have already cried three times. I wrote a scathing email that I did not send. I ordered dresses online that I couldn't afford. And then uh, when someone asked me how I was, I said, I'm fine. 
when I wasn't fine. She did something that I've that I'd never seen on any platform before, which was have a face reveal that wasn't Dream uh, revealing himself, right. uh, the the streamer Dream, which was mm-hmm. a face reveal in which she had gotten a facial feminization surgery and kind of revealed it in a spectacle that. I'd never seen before, which I think was really interesting. Days of hype. And then a whole produced, shot, directed video with this reveal, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so one of her first red carpet appearances post her facial feminization surgery was at the Grammys this past weekend. The first. Oh, it was the first? Mm-hmm. And so the reason that I think the caller is seeing her everywhere is probably because of that coupled with... The fact that her interview with Laverne Cox kind of went viral for a multitude of reasons. Because on one hand, it's like a little sweet. But on the other hand, it is a little cringe. On TikTok, she is like beloved, right? Mm -hmm. And so what Laverne does here, and again, if you're on TikTok, you know who she is because she's been documenting her journey literally every day. It's video diary. She tells you exactly how she's feeling all of the time. That is why she's suddenly famous. That is why she even got invited to the Grammys because she got really famous on TikTok over the past like I mean, two she's years. vlogging. This is not a new yeah, it's this fine. Is not this new crazy thing. She's like vlogging on TikTok. Here's Dylan approaching a 50-year-old trans woman, Laverne Cox, and Laverne's commentary is sweetie and she says it as kindly as anyone possibly could which is kind of like keep some things for yourself i'm about to walk up to laverne cox we're at the grammys she's on my vision board this year you were on my 2023 vision board and now i'm finally getting to meet it's only february i was on your 2023 vision board you were that's lovely it's insane that you're like documenting so much of your life Make sure you keep things for yourself. Everything cannot be for the public. They love it. Yes. They love it, but everything cannot be for them. Yes, I you just must keep things for I yourself. just did my FFS and I know, girl, I, we know. I, it's I, all over TikTok. I, thank you, baby. I I, <laughs> I want to say to everyone who's supporting her, thank you. I think it's really important that we have support from people and love from folks and I see all the love that you give her and it's so important. It's not just important for her, it's important for all the trans people out there who maybe aren't getting that support. Please give that love that you give to us to every trans person. Absolutely. So after that went viral, people were sort of saying like, oh, that's cringe, that's cringe. She released an apology. But she did say, I asked to film. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't like just running up to her and being like, shoving a camera in her face she did ask Laverne to film with her and I got to meet my role model Laverne Cox which if you watch that video some of it also got taken out of context so I will tell you that I walked up to her and we had a lovely private conversation to begin with and then I did ask her would you mind making a video with me and she said of course so we made one and then she was like actually let's do another one too I have a little more to say And you know when you get really nervous, and for me, when I get nervous, I just, like, can't stop talking. I'm like, just word vomit. Well, I totally disrupted her, and I feel terrible. I really apologize for that because I watched it back. And here you've got me who's, like, been doing this for, like, less than a year. And then you've got the most evolved, amazing trans woman on the planet you know, speaking her truth and I'm like talking over her. And so I apologize for that. And one of the things on my vision board was to be a better listener, especially on trans topics. And so work in progress right here. I mean, I think what's interesting to me is that this person who called was seeing like ribbing of Dylan 
and the the Laverne response, which is being, oh, like I, as you may know, I had you know facial feminization surgery, and Laverne going, we know, we know, being like <laughs> it's out there. Like yes, you're getting so much attention, so much press for it. Like mm-hmm. it's good, but it's also a little bit like cringe in that side. But also, what I think is not Dylan's fault is that the press surrounding all of this is louder sometimes than what you're even doing. Like, even though you're doing a big thing, like, a lot of people are, respond, are being exhausted by the press surrounding it. Mm-hmm. And that's not Dylan's fault, That's not Dylan's fault. Like, she's just sharing, like, oh, this is an experience I'm having because now I've kind of become this thing where I'm sharing all my experiences because I really want to be very kind of straightforward and open about what it's like. Mm-hmm. I also want to say, like... <laughs> It's kind of the fault of TikTok. Like, you know, like it's the algorithm's fault. For sure. Dylan's just vlogging. TikTok's putting it everywhere. Dylan kind of has no control over that stuff. It's it's not easy and it's not something that you can plan to have 30 million views on every single TikTok that you ever publish, even if it's just you saying face reveal coming. Like TikTok is seeing the positive response to Dylan's work on TikTok and is throwing it in the faces of people who are and I don't mean like throwing it like that they wouldn't want to see it but just in terms of giving people stuff that will uplift them and that they'll like they're saying oh you might like Dylan Dylan mm-hmm. is a big star here you maybe you'll like her and that's not on Dylan you know right but you know Dylan profits from that because she's getting pre- she's getting um press deals she's going to she's making money she's now an influencer she's going to the Grammys she's like experiencing all these cool things because mm-hmm. of that Yeah. And it's funny, like when you look at the comments, and I think a lot of that has to do with like curation and again, the algorithm, like pushing things up to the top. It really is like a generous, loving community that she's built. And when you think about like people who are hate her and who are mean to her, it's like Republican lawmakers. Like when people are like, we hate this person. Like I'm sure I don't want to act like she hasn't dealt with her like plenty of hate and like transphobia in her life. Obviously she has plenty that she probably doesn't talk about. But it's like the people who are openly being like, we hate Dylan Mulvaney are not like Twitter people or TikTok people. It's like Caitlyn Jenner and Marsha Blackburn. You know, you know, yes, like it's like and they don't even like know her. They don't like, even know who like, she is. Yeah. And I think the ribbing and the trolling that this person was seeing was because I think there is a little bit of a pushback on like a younger generation person sharing their lives. Oversharing. Just like Laverne Cox immediately had that kind of like, you know what, just maybe keep some things for yourself. <laughs> I can't think of a person over a certain age that would not like meet somebody who vlogs themselves every day and have an immediate like, ugh, like a little bit. Just I think we're just it, it is as a millennial, I think we're kind of in the in between of that. Like mm-hmm. we we kind of are like that, but we're kind of not. We live journaled. We didn't YouTube. We like we, we were th- we've been there, but not on like this scale. Mm-hmm. And but I do think it is kind of just this natural, even if it's it, just a natural response to mm-hmm. anyone doing anything like this. It's interesting to see. Yeah. If you would like to know, does President Joe Biden know who Dylan Mulvaney is? The answer is yes. Right. Like Dylan Mulvaney has like been to the White House to talk about trans issues in the United States. But like, would you know who Dylan Mulvaney is if she appeared on the Grammys red carpet and you'd never open TikTok in your life? No, mm-hmm. probably no. not. I don't no. know. Probably not. The other thing that I think Timmy pointed out was that we talked about Renee Rapp and the sex lives of college girls, girlies last week. Dylan is part of that crew. Dylan is in the Renee Rapp video for Too Well, along with Aaliyah Chanel Scott, who is also in the Sex Lives of College Girls. Oh, because Dylan was on Broadway with Renee Dylan Rapp. Dylan was on exactly. Broadway with Aaliyah. Right. Dylan and Aaliyah were in the national tour of the Book of Mormon. That's what they were doing yes, like right pre-pandemic. So when the pandemic it. happened, their jobs go away. And in 2022, when the second season of Sex Lives of College Girls started, 
Aaliyah was interviewed in Interview Magazine by Dylan, and they, like, talk about the origins of their friendship. They met doing that. This interview is, like, has everything you could possibly need to know about Dylan. Number one, Aaliyah Scott's the person who told Dylan to download TikTok. Funny. There would not be Dylan on TikTok sharing her journey without Aaliyah Scott. They met doing Book of Mormon, like I said. And also, there's a whole thing in here where she's, like, this is pre-Laverne Cox. She's, like, am I sharing too much? Every day I'm, like, am I sharing too much? Right. Right. This is crazy, right. but I'm also like, this is what I do now, and now I feel like I'm compelled to do it. Dylan says, I don't believe we should be perceived by millions of people on such a vulnerable level every single day. I'm having to come to terms with the fact that this is not how humans were supposed to communicate. In some of my videos, I get like 50,000 comments. The fact that 50,000 people can tell me something is wild. And then Aaliyah responds, yeah. <laughs> there is like a... There is an awareness, but mm. I would say, you know, the rush of it all is more powerful than the self-awareness yeah. at this point. Yeah. Did you see the clip I put in here of Dylan was on The Price is Right during the pandemic? I don't Stop. know. I don't know the origin of how, like, Dylan got into The Price is Right audience, but not only did Dylan get into The Price is Right audience, she made it on stage. Anyone can get into The Price is Right audience. It's a show you can go see. Who do you want to say hi to? Big thank you to my musical tour family, my CCM friends, my mom and dad, and to my future soulmate. I can't wait to meet you. Thank you. I am very tipsy, but I'm reading a, like a headline in People magazine that says, Ashley Benson is dating Brandon Davis. What? For real? Like the guy that like used to date like Paris Hilton? Really? What is he? I don't remember. I remember there was like some drama or whatever and it was like always in the tabloids and like maybe there was Misha Barton, but I don't remember anything about this person. And why are they dating Ashley Benson? And how old are they? And like what's happening? Can you explain this? Can people love me? Okay. When I saw this, uh, when I saw this come across my timeline, I literally like gasped aloud, which is like very funny yeah. because just seeing, first of all, Ashley Benson, I'm sorry, but she has like Selena Gomez taste in men at this point and women. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I just think like, what <laughs> girl? What is going on? Like, wh who are you? What are you doing? Kind of. I don't of? know. I don't know. I think she's just having a good time. Like, she's a benzo, you know? She's chill. I don't think that this is a good time. Like, Brandon Davis, when he was at his kind of most rambunctious fire crotch era, sure, that's a fun time. But, like, mm -hmm. Brandon Davis now? Brandon Davis now? What did Michael K. used to call Brandon Davis? Greasy Bear. Well, they called Greasy his bear. late brother Gummy Bear. Gummy Bear. And he was the one who... Who on camera many times the one called Lindsay Lohan fire crotch? Do you remember that? Like, yes. Kind of bullied Lindsay Lohan yes. in a not very Was nice a bully. way. Like kind of a bad and guy. Hung out a bad guy with other bullies of Lindsay Lohan, including Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Brandon Davis is like a staple of my college. I read delisted every three hours life. And I found this headline from November 14th, 2007, and it's a story aggregating a page six story about Brandon Davis being really drunk at a club or something. And the headline is just one big blob of grease. It's like, this is this is how we talked about this person as a literal grease ball for years right. and years and years and years and years. Right. So it makes sense that like millennials 
all over the country who have been reading celebrity gossip since they were adolescents would see this and say, what the fuck? He's like Stavros Niatros. Like that name is triggering to me, right? Like <laughs> yes. I, that's a name. Brandon Davis is the 43-year-old son, grandson of oil tycoon Marvin Davis. So mm -hmm. like this guy oil money. is very rich, has been for a long time. The reason why you haven't seen him since is because he doesn't have to do anything, mm -hmm. right? Like <laughs> he's not like out here like working on stuff and never no. was. You no. know, but hung out with other socialites, including Paris Hilton in the early aughts. He's just always been a rich oil heir ne'er-do-well ever since he first, like, became a socialite. All you need to know is, as for Davis, he's been previously linked to the OC star Misha Barton, model and socialite Brittany Gastineau, remember her reality show, as well as the businesswoman and media personality Paris Hilton. I think he was dating Paris Hilton when he said mean stuff about Lindsay Lohan. I think that was kind of like... Yeah. He was like Paris Team was Paris awful. or whatever. And Paris Hilton has been spending the past worst. like four years of her life trying oh to convince God. you that she was not, not actually awful. mean and she was right. not mean. And if she was mean, it was because she went through trauma in her life. And how dare right. you ever remember any mean thing <laughs> right. or racist thing or like Paris Hilton has been trying to and right. I think successfully right. do damage control to her entire history. And somehow it's working. But to your earlier point, I think that's sort of the at the at the heart of what makes this so shocking is it's also like Ashley Benson, who has even for someone who doesn't watch Pretty Little Liars, I never watched Pretty Little Liars. I have a perception of Ashley Benson as like one of the cool girls. She's just cool. Well, she's in the crew with uh, Kristen Davis, Rita Ora. Kristen Stewart, not Kristen Davis. Kristen Davis would be like... She she should like fucking call Kristen Davis. She would like give her some good advice, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, she's in the crew with because because of Cara Delevingne, she's in that like girly crew with Kristen Stewart and Rita and then the Rita's hairstylist and all those kind of that party squad right mm -hmm. now. And I'd argue that Ashley Benson is cooler than Cara Delevingne. But Ashley Benson is cool and now she's dating oil air Brandon Davis. <laughs> okay. Very I weird. still want to be like, girl, why? Girl, what? I love this this source quote to people. They have a lot of mutual friends and are both super fun and very social people. Okay. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah, like Benzo and a social and a, an oil tycoon son. Sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. Grandson. Like on paper, it makes sense that a socialite son of an oil baron would be dating a notorious cool girl in L.A., actor. Right. But Brandon just has decades of baggage associated with him that makes it weird. Sure. I mean, click his name on the page six uh, archives and you have quite a bit of stuff. As recently as 2015. So it's mm -hmm. like he hasn't been... It's 2015 was the last time they wrote about him. He was charged with a DUI. But before mm -hmm. that, he was like every so often being written about as being in debt, as mm -hmm. being scammy, as getting into a fight at a museum, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. This is such a perfect encapsulation of what kind of person he is. Oil Scion gets into scuffle at Art Bash. That's like, that's mm. him. That's the type of guy he is. <laughs> right. Next call. Now that it's getting all cold, there's nothing like wrapping yourself up in your like blanket on your comfortable mattress. You really notice how comfortable a Helix mattress is in the winter. Well, because you're spending more time in your bed because it's cold. You're so cozy and you don't want to leave. I'm always checking the dock in bed. I mean, you're just like in bed, all cozy, look like type typing on the laptop, mm -hmm. doing fake work, reading a little mm -hmm. book. It's the only place to be, especially if you've got a Helix mattress. There's nothing like it. They have 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Elite Collection. They have a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers. They have mattresses for kids. 
And of course, you take the quiz to find out which mattress is right for you, and then it ships to your door free of charge. And if you don't like it, they have a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty, so you can try it out and like return it if it doesn't work for you. I have the Midnight Lux, and it's so freaking comfortable. <laughs> and Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for hooligans. So go to helixsleep.com who and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Lindsay, what is Rakuten? Tell everyone. I use. I have Rakuten. I'm looking at it right now in my browser, but explain. You're good at explaining what Rakuten is because you love it. It's the smartest way to save money when you shop. Duh. No. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. But I'm. You're not. I'm not really telling you what it is. That's what it does. It knows where you're shopping. It says, "Here's how to save money." It gives you cash back for all types of stores. Mm-hmm. Sephora, Macy's, Ulta, Adidas. I just actually got some cash back. I get it sent right to my credit card. It goes on my credit card as points, which is incredible. They partner with over 3,500 stores across every category, beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, etc. You're already shopping online anyway, so why not save some money while you're doing it? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Cashback rates change daily. Yeah, sometimes they're higher, sometimes they're lower. They have over 17 million members who are already saving right now. And Rakuten members have earned over $4.6 billion in cashback. Lindsay, was part of that you? Of course. And you can start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. When we announced our latest tour dates, I said, well, all I have to do is get these on the website. And that's going to take me literally 30 seconds. It's going to take me maybe shorter than this ad goes on to update our tour dates on the website and making it easy for everyone to go buy tickets to see us in London and Dublin. And we wouldn't have been able to do that without Squarespace. I know. And then when we added a new date, you said, Bobby, can you update the poster? And then I sent you the new poster and then you just put it back on the Squarespace. Yeah. Because you can just drag and drop. I uploaded it. It was incredible. There it is. You can buy tickets right on our Squarespace. That's right. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all in your terms. I know. We've got the contact form, which is used all the time. People always contact us through the Squarespace contact form, which we love. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to embed stuff, as we said. A feature that you love using when we're testing stuff out which is like password protect pages if you're not ready to launch them. You love putting a password on a page and being like, check this, make sure it's okay. But it's very helpful. Yes, of course I have to do yeah. that for testing, for beta yeah. testing. It's very nice. Make sure it's right. You use it for beta testing, but you could also just like make pages private. If you don't want to like put every episode of like your secret podcast on your Squarespace, just put it behind the paywall. <laughs> oh my God. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, Go to squarespace.com slash who, W-H-O, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, Who Weekly. This is just an informational call that Architectural Digest just started posting uh, tours of David Barber and Lily Allen's home, and it looks like it's going to be a pretty wild ride, so you might check that out. Thanks, Crunch Crunch. Looks like it's going to be a pretty wild ride. It's not a wild ride. It's definitely a ride. I enjoyed being on it. Wait. 
It's a wild ride. What are you talking about? I found it very leisurely. I was like, oh, I'm just sort of moving around slowly through like uh, 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 one of those uh, rides that there's no movement or action. You just sort of go through a room of animatronics. Only the animatronics are Lily Allen and David Harbour. This is arguably one of the most iconically unlivable uh, houses that they've had on this. This And, and Architectural Digest tours are famous for unlivable spaces. You know, like something that's beautiful, but like imagine sitting I like this. it. I That's li- wrong. I That's like wrong. it. I There's like it. There's not one comfortable seat in this whole house, and you can tell. Sorry. Even their co- even their basement couch looks uncomfortable. The basement couch I find hideous. The TV is deeply low. It is a huge problem. Anyways, my point is is that we usually don't do these AD tours on the main show, we do on but I feel like the, this is a couple that we're kind of obsessed with. And also, I would argue, didn't you like flip out over David Harbour's apartment tour when they did it? Yeah, David Harbour has maybe my hat. Uh, He gets rid of it. He basically, it's almost explicit on this because he's like, I don't live there anymore. So maybe he rents it or whatever, but he does not live there anymore. He had the platonic ideal of a a New York apartment, a Manhattan apartment. And it was a little bachelor pad that was absolutely gorgeous. And now he lives in Lily Allen, Victorian twee nightmare but I kind of like a lot of it like it's maximalist and it looks nothing like the apartment that he lived in before that's what's so funny is it it's very I love my wife because mm-hmm. we knew what his taste was before this yeah or, exactly know, obviously his taste he was work, obviously working with the designer working with you know you kind of the designer kind of like takes your taste and applies it but the point is that you can tell this house is very much her fantasy Mm-hmm. She has a proper English kitchen. She has uh, flowers all over the place, a very floral mm-hmm. palette, you know. There are ruffles, ruffles everywhere. He has the most iconic thing I've ever seen in a New York house, which is a uh, sauna and a cold plunge next to each other in the backyard in Carroll Gardens. I'm like, how did you get that? And he was like, I oh, mean, they installed them in a day. I mean, this... Comparing this video to David's solo bachelor pad in, I think, in Soho is very much like there are two genders and that's it. Right, there it are is. two genders and then it really is. it's like Sorry. it's it's Yana. shades of gender it really essentialism is. in this video. When I moved in with my wife, it's kind of fascinating in that regard, but I still find them charming. They're they're a charming couple. They're a fascinating couple. Because they're so They're weird. like a how did this happen couple, but like glad it did, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, like glad these two found each other or whatever. Yeah. And so he must be so, I mean, I bet she's doing well too, but he must be very rich. Songwriters are the ones who make the money in music and that music is still so popular. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like Stranger Things money is impressive. And I feel like he's been in a string of kind of big money things for a while now. Anyways, to have a totally remodeled Carol Gardens brownstone backyard scenario. I'm just impressed with the with the lux of it all, you mm-hmm. know? And it's funny that she was always kind of Lily Allen's, at least in 2004, 2005, 2006. She was like the kind of alt cool girl. And right. now seeing her... It's very like prim and proper weird versus what we remember her as, which was like, you know... Alt girl. Alt girly, yeah. I'm all girl. Like, men are stupid. Men are annoying. Like, this is so stupid. I hate capitalism. Like, one of my favorite songs of hers is the one about... Uh, fuck you? Oh. Not fuck you. The one that's that the one that's literally, I hate capitalism. Capitalism is ruinous. Well, that's a great song. But I forget what it's called. Life's about film stars and less about mothers. It's all about fast cars and cussing each other. But it doesn't matter because I'm packing plastic. 
And the crazy thing is she's only 37. Yes, yes. It feels like she's been around forever, but mm-hmm. she hasn't. Someone else called and said, it's very funny that she has carpet in the bathroom. And I'm kind of like, I'd like to take a bath in this bathroom once and just see what it's like. Because maybe I just, I've never experienced carpet in the bathroom. And maybe it is kind of cool. I mean, I think it's gross unless you are very rich and you get your house cleaned like <laughs> once a week or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, otherwise it's gross. Sorry, carpet shouldn't be near a toilet. Uh, no, absolutely not. And if you want to step on something nice when you get out of the shower or the bath, like put a mat down, honey, you know? God, there really would be nothing worse than going into the bathroom hours after anyone's taken a bath and then it's like squish, squish. When yes. You go to the sink. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. I just, I hate that there's nowhere seem comfortable. I, I just don't think there's anywhere comfortable to sit in this dang house. Sorry. Prove me wrong. Invite me over. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I just watched the new movie, Those People. You people. You people. (laughs) With Lauren London, and I was wondering if you could tell us who she is. That's all. Crunch, crunch. Those people. This is funny because I also was trying to remember this movie's name, and I also was, like, running through, like, them, theirs, like, uh, those people, like, (laughs) you know, like, not us, not you, not them. Like, it was, in my mind, it really, there was so many options, you know? This is the new Kenya Barris movie, and Kenya Barris, like, Ryan Murphy and Shonda Rhimes is a TV producer who was basically given, like, hundreds of millions of dollars by Netflix to be like, develop stuff you want to do. We'll do whatever you want to do. And this is his sort of pretty hyped, but then I think kind of under the radar because it got a lot of press, but it's also like, I don't know, Netflix releases are just very strange. So it's it's everywhere and nowhere at once is kind of what the deal was with the Netflix movie. And it's got Jonah Hill and Lauren London as like kind of the main couple. I forget mm-hmm. who their parents are. One is Julia Louis-Dreyfus, right? Yeah, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and David That's Duchovny are, his, are Jonah's parents. Lauren's parents are Eddie Murphy and Nia Long. If this were in a theater in, like, pre-pandemic, it just, like, this would have been a huge A-list comedy in 2019, you know, because this is all A-list people. The latest drama with the movie, though, is uh, someone who went on. uh, Who is the person who did it? Andrew Schultz went on Charlemagne the God's podcast. But who is he? He's a comedian who is in the movie. So he was in that scene. So he was there on set and saw it happen. So he said that he doesn't remember or had never saw them kiss at mm-hmm. the end of the movie. But in the movie, they kiss. And he said it it was a CGI kiss, kiss which is – which it actually does look CGI because there's this, like, falling petal thing happening that, like, kind of gives uh, unreality <laughs> yeah. to it all. Like, it is weird. And in my mind, I'm like, maybe they didn't – maybe they had to, like, fuck with this kiss because of the petals – because to me, there's no reason why they wouldn't kiss. His like, explanation was that it was just going to cut to black right before they kissed. So the movie ends with oh, them like leaning so in and kissing. Kiss. But apparently he said he thought the movie was supposed to, right before they touched lips, it was going to cut to black. And then at some right. point, a decision was made. No, we need to see. It's sort of like the rom-com version of the top and in, in Inception where they're like, we need, like, will the top fall or will it not fall? It's like, what if Christopher Nolan was like, we got to have that top fall at the end of this movie? That's like this. It's like, uh-huh. we actually need uh-huh. Lauren London and Jonah Hill to kiss in this. And they did it with... AI. <laughs> they did it with CGI, according to Andrew Schultz. Something. The la- I don't know if you know if I should share this shit, but uh, the final scene 
they don't even kiss. It's CGI. Get the fuck out of here. Swear to God, son. How's it CGI? I'm there. I'm watching the wedding, and I see them go in for the kiss, and their faces stop like this far. And I'm like, I wonder how they're going to play that in the movie. Oh, they're probably just going to cut right there. But the movie, you could see their faces come close, and then you could see their faces morph a little bit into a fake kiss. I mean, all Netflix movies look like they've been shot. That's what I was going to say. So it's irrelevant to say, oh, it looks like CGI. It's like, yeah, the entire movie's lit the most insane way, so that it looks stupid. Right? It doesn't look. Every Netflix movie looks crazy, which is sort of like. It's their camouflage. This can happen because every Netflix movie looks crazy. So when you're like, huh, something looks kind of off in this final kiss, you don't really think too long about it because everything looks off in a Netflix movie. So that's my thoughts on this kind of scandal that people are trying to make a thing. I understand why it's weird, but I kind of think it's more has to do with like post-production than it has to do with like anything else. Well, also, he didn't do press for the movie, but it then he, but he came out a while ago and said the reason why was because like of mental health issues. I just like couldn't do press, and Kenya Barris allowed me to kind of not have to promote this movie. But who is Lauren London? Lauren London is she's in everything. everything. <laughs> like she's in everything. Truly, but I think most famously she was the love interest in ATL, which was that her movie first movie. In, the mid She was T.I.'s love interest. But like that was a yeah. big deal. Yeah. And she was in, she's been in Medea movies. She was in one of my favorite films, Baggage Claim. No one liked that. Oh, I love Baggage Claim. I saw that with you. I loved Baggage Claim. And more notably, maybe you remember, she was uh, dating Nipsey Hussle when he died. Mm-hmm. So like when he died, it was like so tragic. She was kind of the center of attention for a while because she was, she has a kid with him and, and they had been dating at the time. I don't know if they were married. They uh, weren't married. But she also... Uh, had dated Lil Wayne for a long time and has a kid with Lil Wayne. So she has kids. She has a kid with Lil Wayne and Nipsey Hussle, which is kind of a crazy spread of celebrity. Very millennial icon. Speaking of millennial icons, Lauren London. <laughs> Very millennial icon. Truly. I would say the other thing that I think she's best known for is she was on the game. Not the whole, because the game was on forever. The girlfriend spinoff. But she was in the later mm-hmm. seasons of the game. So it's just like she's never stopped mm-hmm. being on TV. She's never stopped being in movies. But I do think she's kind of like the like a very much like beloved by the community person. It always seems like like people are always like rooting for Lauren London, mm-hmm. you know? Everyone likes Lauren London. Yeah. This wasn't her big return to acting post the death of Nipsey Hussle. Her big return to acting post the death of N- Nipsey Hussle was a movie she was in with Michael B. Jordan. And so she got a lot of, in 2021, I think, let me get, let me make sure that's the she right She got age. pressed because everybody's like, oh, she's like dealing with grief. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that sad, she was in a, uh, a movie called, I think it was an Amazon, which was huge on Amazon. She was in a movie called Without Remorse, which was a Tyler Sheridan movie starring Michael B. Jordan. And she was in that with him. And that movie was one of those Amazon movies like Netflix where it's like it was top on Amazon forever. But like, where's the conversation around this movie? You know, like it's it's one of those streaming hits that happens these days. Mm -hmm. Also, she used to be one of Khloe Kardashian's best friends. Really? She was in Khloe's wedding. Well, I noticed she was (laughs) she's credited on her imdb of being in an episode of the keep keeping up the Kardashians it's the wedding that's called the wedding it's the lamar wedding i didn't know that i wonder if they're still friends well here's the thing i the, i was actually like are they still friends because i haven't seen a recent photo of them together when nipsey died chloe like expressed her sympathies and was very much like reaching out to lauren publicly on social media 
But yeah, when sure I found this does. story, I think this was on In Touch. It says, though Coco, God enough, though Coco and Lauren's friendship goes way back, it's unclear where their relationship currently stands. Lauren was a bridesmaid in Chloe and Lamar's wedding in September 2009. However, the former best friends seem to have had a falling out after Coco dated Lauren's ex, Trey Songs, in 2016. So they say that Ugh. because she started dating Lauren's ex, they had a falling out. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy, I got this. I keep getting these ads. Do you guys get those ads for ill maquillage? It's like this skin, not skincare. It's like a concealer brand or foundation, whatever. They make makeup. And they're doing this ad with Melora Hardin. And I, I keep getting this ad of Melora Hardin and being like, this cleanser really works. And, and, and then... But it shows like a before and after, and the after is just like a boring before a heart. And it's like the most bootleg ad. It's ridiculous. And I keep getting this ad, and I keep wanting to call you, but why would I call you about this ad? What do you have to say about this ad? Have you seen this ad? I. I I just need you guys to talk about it. I'm really sorry. It's fucking the shit out of me. Um, one of everything really good. The toxic behavior of knowing that when you call us, there's like nothing we could possibly say about this, but doing it anyways and, and actually knowing and expressing like, what are you going to say about this? But I still need to call you to hear what you're going to say about this. I love that about our right? hooligans. I love that about the hooligans so much. Right? But I've been so seeing this... this ad everywhere. Elon Musk's Twitter has made promoted tweets and Twitter ads like really fucking crazy. It's like the Wild West out there. The funny thing about Elon Musk's Twitter is that like I think this brand either could have paid $5 or $5,000 yes, million. Yes. Like it's like I could not tell you whether I see this ad constantly. It is it is shoved into all of our faces. We obviously are all on the same algorithm, which I respect and love. We're all seeing um, Melora Hardin look iconic before and after makeup. Yes, Sorry, she's so beautiful. Like I don't even want to hear that she looks worse before because I don't. She looks great both times. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like the thing with Twitter now is they, they either could have paid $5 and somehow the algorithm is like making them go crazy or they have a $100,000 ad spend somehow that went only into Twitter because that's how often we see this ad as a community. People are noticing this because when you search El Maquillage on Twitter, you'll see tweets like, what is El Maquillage's marketing budget? I just want to know, gonna block El Maquillage on every goddamn platform? My God, El Maquillage, if I buy the fucking foundation, <laughs> will you get off my timeline? And I was like, what is the deal with the maquillage? They are, they're a makeup company that's been around for a long time, but I guess they like, they've been around for decades, but then they okay. relaunched recently and sure. they're like, okay, we're doing direct to consumer stuff online. Like we're going to follow the trend and like relaunch sure. and do all this stuff. But then I found this story in, what is it in some sort of um, business website Israeli-owned Il Maquillage, oh, it's the Jerusalem Post, Israeli-owned Il Maquillage beauty company valued at $1.5 billion after fundraising around. So last year, they secured a bunch of money, and here's where some of the money is going, in fucking advertising on Twitter. Okay. And getting Melora Hardin to do the ads for them. I mean, I'd want Melora Hardin to sell my makeup too. She looks great. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say. I feel like you kind of did an ad for them, even though you said before this spawn that you were not going to do an ad for them. <laughs> well, I don't want it to be seen as an ad. I just find it like very weird that 
it's one of those things where like the, the famous billboard advertising work just did. It's like I'd never heard of this brand and now I see it everywhere and I associate it with Melora Hardin. But you're not buying Il Maquillage. No. You're just like lolling no. that Melora Hardin is all over your Twitter timeline. As an awareness campaign, I find this to be like phenomenally successful. Are you aware of the makeup? No. You're just aware of Melora Hardin. Well, I'm aware that the brand exists. I didn't know it existed. I don't know if you're aware of that. I think you're just aware of Melora <laughs> Hardin like looking fabulous before and after makeup. She and in does. that way, it was successful. It's a success. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Quick question. Is Mackenzie Davis cursed? Like, I really like her. But I just, I wonder if she's kind of cursed. Anyway, let me know what you think. Or don't. Uh, crunch, crunch. Is Mackenzie Davis cursed? One, two, three, yes. Ye- I think that- she's cursed. Is she cursed? What do you mean by cursed? Can you explain? I think that Mackenzie Davis cannot make it happen. (laughs) I think that Mackenzie Davis has been in one billion high-profile things, like practically yearly for the past five years, and she's great in all of them. And still, no one knows who Mackenzie Davis is except like lesbians. (laughs) Except like lesbians. Wow, because of um, Black Mirror. Well, Black Mirror and just Mackenzie Davis's whole vibe is like you know. Is it? Yes. Okay. Name one lesbian that you are friends with who doesn't I, like Mackenzie Davis. I can't. I don't want to name lesbians. I just, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know whether they know Mackenzie Davis. Now, like, every lesbian I know is going to be like, Lindsay. <laughs> I would say 80 to 85% of all American lesbians have at least a tiny Stop crush on American, Mackenzie Davis. American lesbian. What are you, like, Nielsen for lesbians or something? <laughs> like, what are you? <laughs> The awareness of Mackenzie David amongst lesbians is through the roof. Lesbians know as much about Mackenzie Davis as who weekly listeners know about Il Maquillage. <laughs> oh my God, you're so right. That's so true. Wow. Okay, fine. But I think that she is cursed because something is not working for her. Right. So throw her on the L word, but keep her out of everything else, you know? Yes. Yes. Okay. She's really good, though. She She's so great. Good in um, in um, in um, that show that no one, that everyone liked, Station but no Eleven. One watched. Oh, I love Station uh, yeah. Eleven. That well, everyone yeah. liked, but no one watched. Yeah, well, that's most TV, so whatever. Okay, um, so Mackenzie Davis is cursed. Okay, who fine. cursed her? I wonder. I w- yeah, you was wonder it Court Overstreet? You wonder who co- who cursed? <laughs> I was gonna say maybe Elizabeth Debicki cursed her, but I feel like she might be cursed as well. Why? Because she's tall. They're both tall. Tall white blonde ladies. Yeah. Yeah, she said we can't have another one of you. <laughs> Too many of us. Okay, these are interesting. These are interesting. Yeah, court over street. Interesting questions. Lineage cursed. These Mackenzie are interesting Davis. questions. Who yeah. cursed Mackenzie Davis? Who cursed Mackenzie Davis? Come on. Yeah. Let her. Let her be free. <laughs> the woman in thinner did it. Does Kim Petras know who Trisha Paytas is? French French. Does Kim Petras know who Trisha Paytas is? Yes. Kim Petras is LGBTQ+, and Ki- Trisha Paytas is literally the the gayest figure that we <laughs> we have. No? How, how old mean, is Trisha Paytas? Trisha Paytas 30s. is 34. Yeah. Right. She's Trisha Paytas is 34. She's literally Kim an Petras, icon. I don't care. Kim Petras is they, younger, isn't she? I'm just saying she's... That, do I think they've met? I don't know. If they met, are you kidding? Trisha would have posted all sorts of images about them, their meeting. I'm going to say that, yes, Kim Petras knows who Trisha Paytas is. I just think the awareness of Trisha Paytas amongst gay people is high. Yeah. If we're talking about, if we're talking about you know, percentages and stuff. 
It's high. Trisha Paytas and Sam Smith have definitely used the, huh, what, okay, video to each other in yeah. group chats. For sure. For sure. For sure. Okay, great. And once you see Trisha Paytas once, like, you have to figure that out. You can't just <laughs> let that lie. You don't let that ball lie. You literally are like, who is that? And then you figure it out. God, I, I watched the entire clip of her singing Suddenly Seymour because someone tweeted, like, this should have won a Grammy or something. And I was just to herself. Like, to herself. Yeah, she's so fucking legend for that. <laughs> when she sang, when she performed Suddenly Seymour from Playing All Roles. Wars, playing all the roles. <laughs> yeah. Cher did it. Why okay. can't Trisha? Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Uh, I was just thinking, does Jimmy Garoppolo know who Janine Garoppolo is? Or vice versa. Let me know what you think. Crunch, crunch. Who the fuck is Jimmy Garoppolo? Never heard of this person in my okay. life. He's on Jimmy the, Garoppolo, um, nicknamed Jimmy G. Raiders. He's an American football player for the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. Oh. Of the National Football League NFL. He played, co- okay, whatever. So he's a quarterback. He's a quarterback <laughs> not, for the Not 49ers. us referring to the NFL as the National Football Sorry, League. Sorry, <laughs> I was reading, I was reading, I was reading the Wikipedia. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Are they playing in the, no, they're not. I don't don't know who's ask me anything. I know it's Philadelphia and then somebody else. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Figure that out. Janine Garoppolo <laughs> is obviously Janine Garoppolo. Is a comedian best known for – what isn't she best known for? She's best known for everything. Does Jimmy oh, Garoppolo – Reality Bites. Who, who is Michelle, 31 years and old – no, yes, I think he knows who Janine Garofalo is. I think he's seen a Janine Garofalo project before. I was going to say no, he doesn't know. Why? I feel like he's just young enough where like he's not, he didn't come of age to these sorts of things. And when he watched these things that she was in, I don't think he gave a shit about her. I don't know. I think his favorite movie is Reality Bites. <sighs> I just don't think he knows who she is. And I don't want to be mean to Janine Garofalo because I think that she's a them and I think that she's very famous. I just... I don't have faith in these in a football player knowing who Janine Garofalo is, and maybe that's on me. I just have no faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't have faith in it. So we're mm-hmm. gonna agree to disagree. Okay, we have one more thing we need to do. We've never done this before. A once in a lifetime thing, but we couldn't say no. Right. Don't get any ideas, people. This is once. This is the first time we've ever been asked to do it, so we were like, we have to do it. <sighs> Very special. On behalf of our friend Benjamin. We are going to read a little note. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to read it? Do you want me to read it? We could want to alternate lines. Sure. Have you noticed how this morning has been different? I really hope that you did not listen to this episode yesterday when it aired. First, it's Saturday and I woke up early, which is very improbable. I also put on real clothes instead of watching Community in my grow fit. That's suspicious, isn't it? Okay, fine. I'm still eating cereal. So why is today different? Hopefully because you're going to say the one word that will change my life forever. To be fair with you, you have been changing my life daily since the moment we met, and from now on, I can't imagine living a single day without you. I love you a billion, 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 billion and three. Today, I've prepared a day full of surprises. Hopefully, this is one. And if you let me, I'll try my best to fill the rest of our lives with oh so many more and good ones. Allie, will you marry me? (laughs) Oh. I hope Allie says yes. I hope Allie says yes. If Allie says no... We're taking this out of the podcast, Ben. <laughs> We're cutting it out. Ben, if Ali says no, let us know so we can chop it out so other people can't listen to this, okay? Yeah, I would just feel bad. I just wouldn't want your, like, 
proposal, but, but she probably said yes. If you yeah. came this far, if you literally submitted it to the podcast and now you're listening together being like, she's probably like crying. You know, I don't know. Or maybe she's yeah. like, I can't believe, you know, you ruined my favorite podcast with your proposal. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. She could easily do that. The other thing I want Ben to ask her is, does Jimmy Garoppolo know who Janine Garoppolo <laughs> is? Because Lindsay and I can't agree. And maybe <laughs> Allie has some clarity there. Okay. Allie, will you marry me? And just Jimmy Garoppolo know who Janine Garoppolo is vice versa <laughs> and vice versa. I love you also. Hopefully you say yes and no, because I think you should be on my side. Okay. For the rest of your life, you're going to have to be associated with both Janine Garoppolo and Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> You should invite them to your wedding and then they'll meet and then they'll know each other and you'll have to explain it. It'll be so annoying. It'll be very weird. Anyway, congratulations, presumably, you know, congratulations, <laughs> asterisk. We don't know. And if Seemingly not, Seemingly congratulations. If not, let us know because we're Yeah, we'll cut it out. We'll cut yeah. it out if things didn't but go well. No, no, it probably, you know. It probably went well. It probably went really beautiful. well. Okay. Yeah. If, are you still li- what if they're still listening to this? We are not good at this. They definitely are. Anyway, thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, our weekly <laughs> call-in show. Keep calling in at 619 Who Then Believe Questions, Comments, and Concerns. And also, we'll be back on Tuesday. Let us take a break sometimes. Sometimes we need a vacation. It's okay. But we'll tell you next time because that was on me. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our read a theme song on Tuesdays, even if it didn't happen on Tuesday. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, commentary tracks sometimes, a newsletter sometimes, a Discord server, and more. You can also get the audio only by subscribing within the Apple Podcasts app. That's really cool. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. See ya. Bye. Congratulations. Bye. Congratulations, presumably. Bye. What are you, like, Nielsen for lesbians or something? Like, what? I'm screaming. I was just scrolling on TikTok and an ad came up for from International Delights official page and it was a girl holding the Friends Lavender Crunch and she's going, stop Friends Dance, stop scrolling and holding it. And is this a crossover of two insane Who Weekly bits? My mom is missing. Stop scrolling. <laughs> Hi, Weekly. I just needed to call in to let you know that I was triggered by the conversation about the 2014 smash hit single, Bang Bang, because I famously got a speeding ticket while that song was playing because I was enjoying it too much in South Carolina when I was driving from Georgia to Massachusetts. I was going 100 in the 75. Um, I got a speeding ticket that required me to go back to South Carolina, even though I had, that was my first time there. Um, I also had to report that traffic ticket on my character and fitness for my bar examination um, to be an attorney. So yeah, bang, bang, almost ruined my life. Crunch, crunch. Hey, VLT. Um, this is a merchandising idea. I bought one of your Who Them pins years ago, and if there's a way to make um, the same pin but main girly and little freak, um, I think that would be something I would be into. Um, grunge, grunge. Listening to you guys talking about grunge is making me think about, like, when you go to a club and there's, like, shot girls 
walking around with like a bunch of shots on trays and stuff and how there should be grunge girls at like at Starbucks or coffee shops, girls that walk around with different like coffee creamer flavors on a tray and they're called grunge girls. Um, but they should also still wear the same outfits they wear at a club. Like they should still be wearing bikinis, but in Starbucks and handing out grunge. Um, grunge, grunge.